Is investment something that's always been on your mind, but you don't quite know how to get started on that journey? We are here to set you on the right course. Welcome to My Cashflow Academy's Investor's Corner with your host, Athena Paquette Cornier. We are all about getting out of the rat race through creating positive passive income through real estate investing. Here you'll hear from regular people just like you and the professionals who support us towards greater wealth. Learn before you earn, move from analysis to action, and find the right path to attaining the success that you've always dreamed of for yourself. Now, here's your host, Athena. So welcome, everyone. My name is Athena Paquette-Cormier. I'm an investor and the host of Investor's Corner. And we have here with us today, Bob Worsley. Am I saying that right? Worsley, maybe is better? Worsley? That's correct. Worsley. Which one? Worsley. 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 Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I want to make sure. And he is uh, president of Zenny Home. And as you all know, I've been searching high and low for the best product to move on to um, our empty lots that we have here and there and create affordable housing. Now, some um, what we call prefab modular uh factory built. People use lots of different words for this kind of product. And there are a lot out there. It seems like they're burgeoning. But um, what we're finding is either they're slow in production or they are very expensive, like they're the very high end 400,000 for 700 square feet or whatever. So, um, so we have found Zenny Home, which seems to be so far the best, best fit for what we as affordable housing providers uh, want to create and the product fits what we want to create. So um, Bob has been uh, a senator three times in a row. <laughs> so you must have been popular there in Arizona, right? Um, also a ser serial entrepreneur. But before I get to that, he is one of us, so he owns, and correct me if I'm wrong, Bob, but 100,000 acres in uh, just raw land, I suppose. And uh, yes. what is even more astounding is a million acres in mil min mineral rights. So to me, that's, that's amazing. Um, but you didn't start there. One thing that impressed me is that you uh, thought outside the box, knew I was bored on planes, knew I wanted to shop. And so you created, invented, I guess you could say invented Sky Mall, which is, was a, the magazine that in the airplane where you could buy things from different vendors. I mean, to that's just, that's just brilliance, right? So, um, and you sold that business and thought, what do I do next? So I'm glad you ended up in, in the real estate zone with us. I'm very happy about that because this is not only intriguing, but fascinating. And um, we have a lot of people on that uh, have been sort of hearing about ADUs. That's very popular here in California where we are. Um, uh, but this can be many used many ways. So I'd love to just have you take off with it and just share with us what is Zenny Homes and like what's it built out of what, you know, pricing, like just all that stuff that we discussed the other day. Uh, fill us in on why uh, Zenny Homes is the best fit for us. Thank you, Athena. Oh, you were frozen for a second there. Okay, sorry. Okay. Oh, can I share the screen? Yeah, you sure can, but we can't hear you too well, too. So, um, so let me just. Uh, oops, wrong one. Let me just. Uh, 
Okay, so you can share your screen now. And if you um, thank you all for attending our Investors Corner uh, episode today. If you have questions, go ahead and put them in the uh, chat box or the Q&A box. Tom is our producer today and he will be monitoring the box and uh, we'll try and fit those questions in where we can. But after Bob's presentation, we'll have time for Q&A. So don't worry if we're not answering. Okay. Okay, can you see me okay? I can see you. I can see your screen. Great. Does that work now for you? Yep, yep, it's full screen. It looks good. Great, thank you. So uh, thanks again, Athena. And sorry, I don't know why the web was uh, not giving us good, clear reception there for a moment, but hopefully this will You're work. You're with us now. I think it's good. Great, great. So we kind of think about living transformed with any home in that it's transforming how we live in a home and it's also transforming how we build homes so that they can be more affordable. So this is kind of our small unit, our Zenny home denizen unit. Uh, we try to honor the dimensions of shipping containers, not because these are converted shipping containers, but because it's the standard uh, for shipping on trucks, trains, and ships since World War II, worldwide. Wow. And so we have gone to an extra high bay, 10 and a half feet tall, because we think eight feet is too small to be comfortable in a ceiling area. And then we put two together. So there's a, what we call a marriage line so that you have a 16 foot wide room versus an eight foot wide unit if you did a, a shipping container conversion. We have the porch that folds down kind of like an RV uh, in transportation to protect the glass and the doors. It pops up. It has so in this picture, sorry, in this picture, this, this porch roof is just basically lifted up from the side of the building? Yes. Wow. Yes, okay. there's an indent there in the side of the building so that it can stow there. And then the two Brie Soleil units pop in as, as basically the support and then the deck itself is stored inside the unit in three pieces, and it comes out and sets in three trays. You lock it into place, and you have a deck outside your, your large window side of the unit. And how, how heavy are those, those planks, those, those things that you're, the, the flooring that you're bringing inside? How, how heavy are those pieces? Well, it's probably, I would still say it's probably a two-person thing to grab okay. a panel and put it out there. Okay. Um, I wouldn't attempt to do it alone. Right. Um, these come with, uh, they can come with solar on the roof, uh, as you can see. They also come with many different colors. We have eight different colors on the outside, different claddings, uh, depending on the environment you're in. And then so we Bob, have- a, is this a, this is a, met, it's a metal container then, and then there's siding put on top. Is that what we're seeing or? No, no, it is not a metal container. It's a um, it's a home, a volumetric steel module that we make from scratch. It's okay. never a container. It doesn't so it look doesn't, like a container. It's not a container. Okay. No, but it's I'll, metal material. Right. And I'll show you some pictures uh, in the fabrication process so you can oh, see. Oh, great. Okay. You can see it's not a shipping container. It's actually still volumetric uh, building like you do in commercial buildings. Okay. Um, so this is our larger unit called the Citizen. It's 40 feet long and again, two wide. So it's 16 feet wide. 
One's 320 square feet. The other one is 640 square feet. This is the magic of what we do, Athena. And um, I love this. Those still blows my mind. (laughs) Yeah. So this company was a spin out from MIT three years ago called Ori Living. And this is a a 250 square foot studio in Brooklyn. And uh, normally it's just a cramped little place. And this gives you an idea of what happens when you can actually have roboticized uh, walls and beds and closets um, that can actually appear when you need them and disappear and stow when you don't so that you have that square feet for some other purpose. So we're the first company in the country that has built homes around robotic furniture uh, where a lot of people have built small homes, tiny homes, mid, mid-sized homes, et cetera, in factories. This is the first time someone has tried to build this with really cutting edge robotic furniture incorporated into the unit. So this gives you the, the opportunity to take 640 square feet and make it feel like 1,200, 1,500 square feet. Mm. Think about all the construction costs of bigger homes and rooms that have single purpose, your heating and cooling, your construction costs, your maintenance, et cetera, um, compared to making something smaller, more compact, that actually is multi-purpose like this. We have a beautiful galley kitchen, um, bathroom. The other side of the unit is a, um, is a dining room, office, and a second bedroom. And then uh, again, a lovely, lovely bathroom. We've actually made this a little larger to accommodate um, type A, AD, um, American for Disability Act bathroom. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a cutaway, which I think is helpful. So what we, we do, we treat the shell of the unit as a, what we call a jewelry box. And then the inside, we try to keep completely open to maximize uh, multiple use. The only thing you can't do this with in a home today is the, the, the plumbing wall, the, the wet wall. So behind the kitchen, you'll see a wet wall that attaches to the bathroom. And on the bathroom wall, you would have the same plumbing. So that one has to be fixed, but you'll notice everything else in this picture moves and is able to be something else at different time of day. The left side of the unit is a living room, office, or master bedroom at night. And the right-hand side is a dining room, an office, or a bedroom at night. The kitchen and bathroom stay what they are all the time. So this is the larger unit. This is more than one modular this is two just like the small one this is two 40 foot versus two 20 foot units okay so when you see a container on the back of a truck going down the road or a container ship they either have 20 or 40 foot containers mm-hmm. we've, we've honored those dimensions because that's what truckers trains and ships like to use for dimensions mm. it's required in fact to get on so we're because of the to, freeway, like for trucks, they have to be no more than a certain width to, to be able to travel, right? Right. It takes special permits to go over eight feet wide. Okay. And to go over this height. So we are staying within the area where you do not need permits and you can go on any road, any bridge in America. So the idea here is to be a green, a smart and a robotic home where one room can become three rooms. 
and you can live larger in a small space. <laughs> so it's a premium prefabricated home built furnished and finished. So think of a car and you don't have to haul furniture into it. It's got everything you need in it. Um, the steering wheel, the seats and, and everything. So this home is one where you can grab your suitcase and move into it. You don't have to move in furniture of any kind. It's completely furnished and you move in. And everything matches. <laughs> yes. You know, as imagine, to the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine all the. Go back to my twenties when nothing matched. <laughs> yeah. With just a little bit of uh, goodwill industries, uh, right. furniture everywhere. Right. <laughs> so the idea I, we wanted to give you with this picture is that this is unlike anything you've seen before in terms of quality. Uh, it's intended to be small, but very, very nice. So these are the two units. Again, they're not shipping containers. They're just in the shape of shipping containers. And you don't need permits to go down the road. And this is where the world has gone with these units, as I've talked to many different interested people. They want to have these used for duplexes, fourplexes, triplexes, right. ADU in the backyard, or even a larger unit. And in our real estate industry, we talk about the missing middle. Um, we, we have single detached homes on one end and mid-rise apartments in the other, mm. but a lot of really small kind of neighborhood kind of places, townhomes, uh, fourplexes, triplexes, duplexes, they all kind of disappeared uh -huh. after the 1986 uh, tax reform that happened. And a lot of doctors and dentists that owned those uh, no longer could do that with the tax benefits that they used to be. Mm. And so you this mean build them of, brand new? Is, pardon? Do you mean building them? Yes. Yeah, so we, we think we can now fit, go back into the missing middle with these, these units. And I'll show you how. We take the small unit and the larger unit, and it's just like giving your kid or your grandkid two different size of Lego blocks, all the same. And, and how many things can they do with it? It's like whatever their imagination can do, right? Mm -hmm. So we found that there's almost unlimited potential. And I'll show you a few ideas we've been playing with. Great. This is a family farm in Trenton, New Jersey. Uh, the family lived here and every year they planted their Christmas tree along the north side of the lot there. So they have a lovely grove of pine trees of different ages. The family, uh, wow. they're, in their, they're, in their, they're in their 70s. And they wanted to create for friends who wanted to live in a um, kind of a tiny home, eco-community kind of thing. They wanted to add another 15 homes on their property and keep their organic farm and, and orchard and everything in place. So they came to us and said, we've got Trenton, New Jersey to approve an eco farm um, zoning. And we're now looking for the units to put on this, this farm. And so we came in and laid this out. And here's an example of a triplex. It's got a 320 on the bottom, two 640s on top. And all we need to do is provide in like a kit of parts, the stairs. So here's an example of a new threeplex. Um, I'm sorry. There's other ideas here of small on top of large units, um, small units uh, below uh, large units, and then stacked small units. 
um, with and without pitched roofs. There's all kinds of ideas because you're building the finished living unit completely in the factory. And then these other things can be added if someone wants a different look or stacked different ways. Mm -hmm. Can I ask you, how are they uh, anchored together? How are they um, bolted together or yeah, there's there's two ways, bolted or welded, if you need to feel more confident. Um, but the bolting methodology is what we're using for most people. Okay. Uh, they're just bolted together like they would be uh, locked down on a semi-trailer for a container, for example. Okay. Um, and they ship across the ocean with 13 high uh, by just locking these bolts together. Mm. So it's it's not difficult to attach them together and make them act as one. Mm. And then I wanted to show you a larger project that we've done, and this is funded, and we already have the demo permits to build uh, this unit at 29 West Main Street in Mesa, Arizona. This is an old savings and loan that I personally own for the last five years, and it was hard to find a tenant for this building. So we basically are tearing off the top of the building and we're putting 90 of the Zenny homes on top of the concrete podium uh, with two, stair, two stairwells and one elevator shaft. And on a half an acre, we have 90 units. Um, so think, oh, about, wow. think about That's the size seven, of my lot here at home. And you have 90 units? We have 90 units on one half acre parcel. Wow. Um, and How many seven, stories is it? Well, you've got the ground floor there that's a 14-foot concrete podium for a grocery store. Mm. And we've got that lease to a small grocery store, like a Whole Foods is called an urban corner market. Okay. And then there's five stories above that. So it's 75 feet tall. It's not a small building, um, but they are exactly the same unit that you would put in your backyard. Huh. Just and stacked on top of each other. And are they going to be 600 square foot units or 300 square foot units? Or this, a mixture, maybe, hopefully. It's a mixture. We've mm -hmm. got one-third of the denizens and two-thirds of the citizens, the larger units. The citizens so, are the larger ones. I got yes. to start telling myself that so I remember. Okay. So think, think of the small unit as kind of a studio or one bedroom, and the larger unit is kind of two bedrooms. Right. Okay. And so this is very beautiful. It's on a light rail stop. It's across the street from the new film school. ASU Film School that's being open in September. Wow. Um, this is next door to the Mesa Arts Center, um, a kitty corner from the Mesa City Hall. So this is a real prime right in the center of a 500,000 population city. And the city's thrilled with this because- Much better use than a bank, right? Right. No and offense to the bankers. <laughs> and it's, it's affordable. It's workforce housing. There's no yep. subsidies. Um, you know, 75,000 for the small one, 100,000 for the big one. Just, yeah. go, just go anywhere today and ask your builder to build you a 75,000 per key uh, single bedroom apartment or a $100,000 per key two bedroom apartment. And they'll think you're crazy. Yeah, Bob, I'm sure, you know, we've been doing that. It's like, oh, can we beat Zenny home? Can we stick build for this price? No way, no how. So from what we're learning. Yeah. No. I just, I just got an email from the city of Tempe. They just finished 14 units and they paid 350,000 per key for very, very stripped down apartments. Oh, I know. 
I know. And that's 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 really sad to give people a feel because uh, we have people from all across the country. How, where is Mesa in relationship to, say, another big city to give them an idea where Mesa, Arizona is? Yeah, it's really the same metro area as Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. Okay. So if you think of uh, Denver or Dallas, they have suburbs. Mm -hmm. This is a 500,000. It's the second largest city in the state. Phoenix being the largest. Mesa is the second largest. Tucson's in that same range as well. But it's technically in the same MSA as Phoenix. Like it's the same. It is. Yeah. Wow. The same metro $100,000 suburb. I mean, 500,000 people suburbs. Funny. Yeah. A city actually bigger than Boston, Salt Lake and a lot of other big cities called a suburb of Phoenix. Yes. Well, that's fantastic. And and does this I know one concern is, is the look is very modern. Does this fit into Mesa's, um, you know, the uh, the the style or the architecture, the 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 feel yeah, of the they, city? Yeah, they really love the new look and they're going for kind of an eclectic of brick buildings that are hundred years old and this. And Mm -hmm. um, so they're, they're very happy with it. In fact, they even told us they wanted neon lights um, to highlight each floor uh, because they're going for a neon look for the downtown one mile kind of pub pub crawling. There's a whole bunch of breweries coming there and they want this kind of party or really lively, modern look uh, in downtown. So they wanted us to put neon on the building, which we did. Okay. I'm like, and you're okay with that? Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're good with it. Yeah. So okay. we have a factory in Page, Arizona. And there's a really cool story about this I want to share with you. Yes, please do. Um, I love this story. Yeah, this was a coal plant, the largest coal plant west of the Mississippi. And a year and three months ago, this happened, this little video. If you'll just bear with me for two minutes. Sure. Last one's being stubborn. Was. Wow. So this plant, when it was destroyed, laid off 1,000 workers that worked in the coal plant, but it cleaned up the air around the Grand Canyon and Lake Powell, and uh, frankly, a lot of pollution onto the Navajo Nation. And so they gave us the keys to this facility um, four months ago, 
Uh, this is the day they handed the keys over to us. And we're now building our first units in this factory. Um, this is just down the road a quarter of a mile from those big stacks that came down in one of their large buildings that they left. So we have 14 stations inside this building. And uh, now you can see there's not a shipping container here. It's a steel, very strong steel uh, frame, 12 inch C channel on the bottom and six inch C channel on top and large six inch HHS steel columns on the corners. And then we put uh, light gauge steel panels uh, framing that and uh, then finish it like you would any commercial building or, or residence with dense glass and other material. It's the Navajos that were unemployed that we've hired back. So they're very excited that we'll hire about 200 of those 1,000 workers. And maybe over time, we'll be able to hire more of them back. Um, the units are getting finished in this process. We now have about six homes underway in the, in the, in the factory uh, with foam insulation for maximum um, uh, R value, et cetera. We're in an opportunity zone. So investments in our company have the opportunity to be tax-free um, for the investment for the 10 years that we're, if you invest for 10 years, it's uh, a tax-free investment, any gain you have on it, because it's in an opportunity zone that Donald Trump formed in 2017. We are within a day dr uh, truck drive uh, from Salt Lake City, Phoenix, Albuquerque, Denver, Las Vegas, and the West Coast. San Francisco, Los Angeles, and San Diego area. So we're, we're addressing an 80,000, an 80 million population uh, where we're kind of in the center of that, uh, that right. radius. We're, we will have four of these facilities like this, one up in the Yakima Moses Lake area in Washington state, one in probably the Kansas area, and one in the Eastern Kentucky area. And through this methodology, we think we can address about 90% of the Canadian population and essentially the entire U.S. population. We are big believers in steel versus wood. This is a machine we just acquired from Auckland, New Zealand. It's actually almost in Long Beach on the boat right now. This is a half a million dollar robotic piece of equipment. And you basically wow. put in the screen here your Revit drawings um, from your architect and you put those in the machine and this machine will actually make studs for your home, cut them, screw them. Um, I mean, create the dimples for the screws. Um, it cuts holes for electrical and plumbing where they need to be penetrated and they can make 7,100 feet per hour of studs out of uh, the steel, cold rolled steel, galvanized steel. So I'll that show you unbelievable. here. Unbelievable. Yeah, it just comes out of there like, uh, like um, uh, cakes coming off of assembly line. Right. This or if you've seen the toothpick guys, you know, the, or the Q-tip factory in, in the eastern part of the, in Maine, I think they're at, just, right, just rolls Shocking. off. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> so, you, so we buy this from a Denver steel plant called Semco. And we buy a master roll and then they take it to an area after they make it. It's got galvanized steel on it, so it won't rust. Oh, you can see the ribbon on the left-hand side there. That's the steel coming through the system? Yes. 
Wow. And, and basically what they do is they slip the master roll to whatever size stud you're making. In this case, we're making two by sixes. Um, all the exterior walls are two by six studs. And it's stronger than wood, uh, much stronger, and it'll have 50% longer life than a wood frame building. It's within one twenty-fifth of an inch accurate, all the cuts on that machine. And you can go many, many stories. We, we've been tested at nine stories. Really? No rot, rust, shrink, warp, split, no mold, termite, bugs. Um, you just don't have the organic material for mold to grow. Or for bug, bugs to have their snack. Yeah. And one recycled car will give us all our studs for the small home. And one, two recycled cars gives us all the steel studs for the larger home. Are you buying recycled cars to do this or? We're buying recycled steel from the steel plant in Denver and they take recycled cars. And in, in, for example, our steel mill that came down, they just finished May 30th uh, last month. They finished removing all the scrap steel and we will make 6,500 new homes with the steel that was in the coal plant that they tore down. So what a great story that is, right? All that this is still. unbelievable. So you take something that's fossil fuel centric, you tear it down, you take all the steel from that and you make homes out of it. I wonder how they clean all that up and process it. That would be interesting to learn too. That must be quite a job for them to, you know. Yeah, it's, it's a proven technology now. They, they take pretty dirty stuff that has a little bit of automobile seats in it and plastics and other things mm-hmm. they, they put it into a big blast furnace and uh that those impurities burn off or get skimmed off uh-huh. and the steel remains and the steel is what they use to make new things so it's a very cost effective way to uh, be sustainable and recycle the same steel material the labor to do this is about a third the cost of, of stick frame labor you're not cutting studs and fitting things together. and Because you're using the machines. Yes. Right. Exactly. Okay. So this is what the rolls of steel look like when they come from, from Semco in Denver. And it's a class three fire resistant building, uh, not a class five flammable wood building. So just think about all the massive fires we've had around the country, Athena, California, oh, especially. I told you my story. Yeah. Indy burned down. Yeah. Fast. 1920s wood burns down real fast. Yeah. And you look at uh, Laguna Niguel, who would have thought those homes on the ocean last week? Yeah. uh, Two weeks ago burned to the ground. That's so sad. Yeah. So having a home that is all steel and not wood does have some value to it. These are the states that have licensing where if any of you want to see this in your state, we would just need to work with the state department of housing in these blue states. Um, if you live in an orange state, then we have to go talk to the city or town where you want to do this and get the permission there. Um, but we get licensed as a dealer, a factory, the plans are approved at the state level and then state inspectors come to our factory. So you don't have to worry about that on your site. So instead of coming to your property, well, first of all, yeah, coming to your property, giving you permits, inspecting every step of the way if you're doing the right thing. They're actually going to the factory, doing a one-time, yep, this fits what we require. 
you're done, right? Yes, exactly. So we have Intertech who does this for all these states, third-party inspections. They're in our factory every week looking at that we're following quality control measures and that the plans that were approved to IRC and IBC standards 2018, the most current building standards, that we're meeting all those requirements. So when the unit comes, it's stamped by the state that this has met all of the inspection requirements and it doesn't need to be inspected at your home. So if I'm understanding you right, there's a third-party inspection company that these states approve of approving the process. Yes. Okay. So the state's not involved. I like that idea that no government agency's involved, right? Yeah, I think there's a couple of states like Oregon who do require their own inspectors, but almost all of the states in blue use Intertech. Got it. For third-party inspections. They have 40,000 employees. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're big. It's amazing the companies you've never heard of that are huge companies, you know? <laughs> Do you remember the UL-approved uh, thing? That's owned, that's owned by Intertech. So they've created laboratories and everything to test how flammable building materials are. And mm. you want to go get something stamped for approval they do that testing for you. In addition, they do, they do inspections for the states. Interesting. So those of us in Indiana, we can clearly see it's orange. So we discovered that. So we have to go down to Marion County, I guess, and uh, talk to them. Yeah. And I'm going to work here in Utah. I have a home here in Utah where I'm calling now. Um, I'm going to work with the state and say, get with the program. You're, you need to do what all the other states do. Mm. And, oh, yeah, and, you're orange, too. Yeah, create a Department of Housing so that the modular can take off in your state, because otherwise they're working with every local municipality. And that's the slow boat to solving your, uh, your affordability, your housing crisis, right? If you want to take the slow way. You're kind of admitting you want to take the slow way if you don't get on board with another way, right? Yeah. So you basically still can get a fa- factory built home and inspected um, or, or approved, but you have to work with that city versus the state. Mm. So it makes it much, much more complex uh, than just working with one per state. Right. Um, this other map is important because this is a, a mortgage company we're using and these com- this company is licensed in these states. And you the can get The gray ones more- or the blue ones? Oh, the blue ones, thank God. <laughs> the, blue ones are, the blue ones are approved. And if you want to put one of our Zenny homes in that state, they will put a Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, USDA, FHA, VA loan on this home up front um, so that you know that you've got a 30-year mortgage just like a regular stick-built home, site-built home. Um, because it is the same standards, the same building inspection standards that we use. It's locked onto your foundation. Right. It, doesn't, it doesn't come with an axle and wheels that can roll, roll away right. like an RV. So it's treated like a permanent home for a 30-year mortgage. And do you know if they're, um, if they're uh, like financing the, the, um, the, the, the foundation, the permit, are they doing it like a, 203k or a construction they're wrapping all those costs into the because that would be the problem right is a first-time buyer doesn't have 20 grand to put on on a foundation and then also pay for the home 
And Athena, it's even better than that. They'll actually buy the lot with you. They'll fund that. They'll fund the contractor that comes and does the foundation work and the utility work. They'll fund the transportation to get the box to you from Phoenix, from Arizona, from Page. Um, and then they will, uh, they will pay for the box. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing is put together. So you have a mortgage on the whole package. That's awesome. So people don't freak out. I, <laughs> Bob, I don't know if I told you, but a lot of people are my cl- mortgage clients who are on the call. But I think, you know, when you, uh, when you find a finance company that specializes in something, you don't need me to be in between, you know, unless you want handholding or something. But um, yeah. So it's fine, everyone. <laughs> and, and and by the way, if you want no inner cap, you know. <laughs> yeah, if you want to do your own mortgage on this, no need to use intercap. Right. If right. it's easier, use them. They're they've done their underwriting and uh, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac approvals. Right. Um, so if you want to use them, use them. If you don't, uh, you can use one of your choice. Right. And the goal here is to save you thirty percent of cost and fifty percent of schedule. That's really, <laughs> that's really what we're all about here. So while your contractor is doing work on the ground and building foundations, we're building the house. And think about how that normally works, especially in snow and wintry conditions. You know, it's kind of hard during the winter to do the groundwork and the unfrozen ground and snow and ice and everything. Uh, imagine doing that in the nice spring, summer, and the home arrives as soon as the foundation's ready and you're done, mm-hmm. literally done in a couple of days. So and I expect you probably would hold it. Let's say, let's say you've built someone's home and it's like November, you can hold on to that till, till they're ready for it. Like, can you park it for a couple of months? Yes. We can delivery. We, if the timing's can, not right. Yeah. We can put it on a truck when you're ready for it. Okay. Um, we have 36 acres. I wouldn't want to uh, fill up, all 36 acres with, with home park homes. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll try to time it so that our factory is, is in sync with your contractor on site. Got it. You would just wait to start producing it to time it with the delivery date that's appropriate for the area. Right. Okay. So our last conversation, um, I was asking you about um, like, how steady is this that like the tornadoes, the earthquakes, the, um, and we didn't really talk about the foundation. We skipped over that. So could you describe the foundation then, and then address the kind of how solid is this thing kind of question? Yeah, for sure. And I'm seeing some of the chat questions. You're okay, probably great. seeing as well, Athena. Yeah. Um, we, we are working in California on seismic and we're passing the, air, the California Los Angeles seismic requirements. So we're good for earthquakes. We're currently working with Texas and also with Florida on hurricanes and making sure that we can be, I think you guys call it down there, um, not puncher proof, but it's hurricane proof. The outside of the home and the glass can right. handle a two, call that? a two by four flying through the air, you know, right at, at a certain speed. So what we'll probably do and what we've heard most people are doing now instead of the very expensive hurricane glass is that we probably would have metal shutters mm-hmm. that, that deploy. Yeah, remotely. we call those storm, storm windows when yes. you have the metal thing that comes down during a hurricane. Right. So those we're looking at how to deploy those with remote access so that 
you don't have to run and go buy plywood and fly to Florida to your place and get it all ready for the hurricane. The manager does that, but they don't like it either. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Putting up the boards all of a sudden because it's two days away or whatever. Yeah. And I think that I also misunderstood, maybe misspoke on the 75 and the 100. It sounds like some one of your guests thinks, thinks that we think that that's additive. No, this is 75,000 for the one bedroom and 100,000 for the two bedroom. They're not, you don't add them together for the cost. Right. It's 25,000 per. So I was, I forgot to ask you in our last conversation is how many, how many, um, extra pods can I put, like, let's say I want an 1100 square foot home. Can I do the the basic model, then two more of the extras to make it a little yeah, bit bigger? We, we, we have looked at ways to combine these into different configurations. So the doors line up and uh-huh. the hallway into another module. Right. Um, I've got a couple in Sun Valley that want two of these, but they don't want them attached. They want one for an art studio. She throws pots and she has a, a pot kiln outside. And so they only want the bathroom in the second uh, citizen or 640. And mm. don't put in the kitchen. Don't put any bedrooms or furniture in. And then the right. other one is a fully equipped two bedroom. And so, um, but there are ways to actually combine them and create a 1200 square foot home mm-hmm. or 1300 square foot home. If you wanted to combine those together in a configuration. Okay, so, yeah, because we had that. So it would just be twenty five thousand for each additional plain extra module part. No, it's seven, it's, it's seventy five thousand for the three hundred twenty square feet module, mm-hmm. and it's a hundred thousand for the the six hundred forty square foot module. The reason that the number is not quite double like mm-hmm. it sounds is that the kitchen and bathroom and everything is expensive. appliances and everything. And there's only one kitchen and one bathroom in both units. So the smaller unit gets burdened with all that overhead on a smaller space. Mm -hmm. So it's 75,000. The larger one's a hundred thousand. If you want to put 200,000 units together, that's 200,000. But what if I wanted to put, I thought it could maybe be an add-on where I take the, the citizen, the 640 square foot one, and then add another, what is it? 320 square feet. Yes. But the one without the kitchen because I don't need okay. the kitchen. So yeah, it would be less Did than 75. That? Yeah. Okay. So you could take, we could take out the costs associated with the kitchen and all that. Right. Cause you you're just trying to add another bedroom pretty bedroom. much. Right. Yep. It would be cheaper than 75. I haven't mm-hmm. done the math, but there is a less, obviously a lesser number for that. Right. So I'm hoping it would be like, 50 or 30 or something like that. Cause you're taking out all that kitchen, all that, all the extras, you're just wanting a big room basically. Right. Um, to make a bigger home. Yeah. And it matches in every other way, the cladding and everything matches. So it looks like it goes together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even in Indy, we're getting quoted $130 per square foot. So building a thousand square foot home is at least that much, not including foundation and, you know, bringing the utilities up and all that stuff, you know? Right. Yeah. Okay. So it looks like there's questions on wind. Um, You know, we are, we are selling one to a family in Kansas um, who lives in tornado alley. We're recommending, even though these are firmly attached to foundations and maybe we can do something even more firmly to attach it to foundations. They do have tornado 
uh, closets that we're looking at that you can buy that are kind of metal rooms uh-huh. that you can get into. Or oh, that would be fantastic. To put outside the door maybe where there is an alarm going off and there's an F4 and F5 in the neighborhood. Don't, don't ride your container house <laughs> into the air. Uh, jump, yeah. into, jump into the unit that's in the ground. Um, that would have to be um, right outside the door type of thing. Right. Um, but it would be much, much safer than a traditional mobile home. Um, but if you look at shipping containers, I mean, they take a beating. Um, so we're building them to that standard of toughness for wind. Uh, this won't be like a, tra- a travel trailer or a uh, trailer home subdivision that gets hit by a tornado and every yeah. single one is gone. Yeah. What, you, what you would probably see with that same earthquake is some things knocked off their foundations, but the units in, intact, probably even more so than a stick frame home, because you have the steel frame around everything. Right. So weren't you describing that instead of a flat foundation, that they're actually like pillars, concrete pillars that you're putting it on or yeah. that's recommended to do? Yes. And you have the designs or dimension. You have the specs for that. For con- so we can say, hey, Mr. Contractor, this is the kind of foundation we want. That's exactly right. We would send the peer foundations, the peer uh, designs to the contractor. And then based on a geotech report of what soil conditions you have, mm-hmm. that would dictate, for example, in Florida, where it's all sandy, you might have to have a deeper uh, pier with a bigger footer, a spread mm-hmm. footer, maybe yeah. um, uh, to come up. And then there's a receiver on top of the pier that the home sets on and gets locked down to. Mm. So we definitely want the uh, geotechs engineers to tell you um, how deep those piers need to be and what fo- kind of fo- footer they need to be on. But other than that, we lock down on the corners. So the large unit has nine piers. And the small unit has six piers and they lock on the corners and all, where everywhere where that steel uh, HHS column comes down, that's uh-huh. locked to a pier. Okay. So it's very solidly attached to the ground. Right. And that's better for earthquake country than a flat foundation. You yeah. want some, you know, you want to be able to, you want it to have some give. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got, you've got less concrete given you're not doing a, a slab. And you're not doing a stem foundation type of thing. This is a really structurally strong pier that then attaches the weight points of the home onto that pier. Mm. And it's designed by the structural engineers, again, for earthquake, wind, et cetera. Cool. Okay. So we have chat and we have, uh, okay, we answered the earthquake. Earthquake. (laughs) Okay, we address the cost of the units. Uh, There's one here on do you handle the installation permits? Um, no, we, we work with your contractor. We don't know um, contractors in every place in the country. Um, so we'll need to have you look for, and we'll, we'll let you know if we've heard good or bad things about a contractor if we know. Um, but basically your job is to acquire the land, hire the contractor, we will supply the plans and then that contractor would get the geotech studies done on the soils. And based on that, make the piers to our specifications. And when the units come on the truck, 
they will be lifted onto those piers with the, with a small crane and uh, the general contractor would lock them down per our specifications to the piers and then also stitch together or, or seal the units because the two come together right. and have instructions for the marriage line or the mate line um, and finishes on the inside so that that's hidden. Is that more metal connecting those two things together? It is. Or bolt? Okay. It's bolted together. Uh, there's got a rubber waterproof gasket that goes in there. Um, and then the roof has a flap that comes over on it. So it, it, it resists any water intrusion. And then there's finished pieces on the, on the floor and the walls that make it look like it was never two units. It's all one. Interesting. And I know I asked you this last time, as far as uh, winter conditions, how much snow can be on there? Like how resi- how many pounds could that, that roof hold? Yes. It's designed today out of the factory for 20, uh, 20 pounds per square foot, which is normal for light snow areas. Um, we are looking at Sun Valley and getting to 100 uh, pounds of snow per square foot. Mm. Um, and that will require an extra support member in the middle, mm-hmm. uh, which is not a big deal. We know where it goes. The engineer has told us. So we just have to add an extra post in the middle in the, in the, in the kitchen area. You'll never see it. It's going to be in the wall. But we'll need okay. to add that to get you a 100-pound snow load. So another question that uh, someone asked me was about the, 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 the mechanical parts, like of the walls moving and the bed coming down and all that kind of thing. So how reliable, how, <laughs> when things move, they tend to break. So how has this been tested? And, and I guess what's the reliability or what's the concern? Should we have a concern about, you know, things like the bed's coming down and it gets stuck? Yeah. Uh, the All of the furniture is designed for UL purposes to work with and without electricity on. So if the motor fails or whatever, um, what you the bed behind me, for example, comes down from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've installed a few of these now. And there's, think of your grandfather clock. It's got counterbalances in the headboard. So the weight of the bed coming down is almost nothing. So pulling the bed down manually or putting it back up manually is not a big lift at all. Okay. Um, in fact, if there's a child on the bed, it won't lift because it senses that there's extra weight on the bed. You don't want a pet or a child taken up in the, in the cloud bed. Mm. Um, so wow. it's designed to work with or without power. And people say, how long will it last? Um, and I tell them, well, tell me how long your, your cabinets will last in your kitchen, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I would say if that's 10 years or 15 years, uh, we're going to have a super cool, new, fresh model um, every couple of years. So you might want to do a refresh in that period of time. To so are represent- you saying you could swap it out like in a few years, say, Zenny Home, I would like your newest bed model or correct shelving model or whatever. Correct. I would not want to represent that these will last forever. They won't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say give them the life of, a, of cabinetry mm. in, in your mind. And by then you probably will be ready for a refresh mm-hmm. and we'll hopefully sell these same units in a 10 year newer version mm-hmm. um, or 15 year newer version. And you'll you'll love the, the new refresh on the inside of your home. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, very cool. Um, okay, so I'll go back to my questions. Um, so production-wise, I know you're in production. You're uh, the apart. So the apartment building in Mesa. I thought it would uh, was already started, but it's not. Right? You're just um, you're in the teardown. You're in the uh, getting the property ready phase. You're not already stacking the units, right? Correct. The contractors are at the factory next Tuesday, and we're we're doing a a test of putting two modules together, doing a crane lift test, etc. So mm-hmm. that the setting of the units will be figured out. If we need to change anything on the frame for those units, we'll be doing that on Tuesday. Mm. Um, so we'll have that unit, um, all of the boxes to that site for that contractor in October. In October. And okay. So they're 90, they'll get the 90 boxes in October and they'll install those. They think they'll install about eight per day off the trucks. My God, I can't wait to see the video on that. I might just fly out to go to go see this, you know? Yeah, it's kind of so, cool. Because- so how many per day do you think, do you guys have an estimate of how many homes per day your plant? I mean, first of all, is your plant ready to produce? It must be from what I'm hearing. And so do you have an idea of how many you can produce now that you've got this new fancy machine and things are looking real? Well, the fancy machine is on the ocean. It's not in Long yes. Beach yet. So <laughs> I would say by um, by July 1st, we'll be in serious production. Right. Um, okay. We hope that by the end of the year, we'll be doing seven homes a day. Okay. Our, our plan That's is to I remembered. 250 homes this year and 1,500 homes next year. Okay. So comes a day. Okay. And you need to do these 90 by, or you think it's going to be 90 by October. Um, so if someone ordered a home right now, are you waiting till that apartment building's done or is there going to be a parallel process for those ordering onesie twosies? We're doing 10 units before the 90 and then we'll be doing 150 before the end of the year. Okay. Um, Separate from these 90 separate from that project. Correct. So we'll, we'll work with people that want to be the, we've already got the first 10 spoken for many times over. So we'll be doing those 10, getting all the kinks worked out, do the 90, and then we'll be doing another 150 before December 31st this year. And then next year we'll be doing 1500. Mm-hmm. So, and what, do you have a waiting list now or how many orders do you have? Or, I mean, I don't need specifics as far as your business, but how long would someone signing up right now to order one? How long do you think the, so they're going to be in next year's production probably? There could be or could they that, be in this year's production? There could be some in that 150 this year, but here's the problem. Mm. Um, we have to be licensed in your state. Mm. I can't ship these units from Page, Arizona into your state until we're licensed there. And that takes about three months. So we need okay. to know who wants this, not only get you in the schedule, but also work to get your plans approved in that state. Now, we're doing this in California, Texas, Colorado, Idaho already. But if you're in a state like Indiana, you've got to, you've got to, your city's going to have to approve these so that they're stamped and approved by the city before they get to uh, your site. So, and are we in charge of that? Or are you going to, if we say Indianapolis, which is Marion County, are you going to, um, submit all your stuff or do we do that? Or how, how do we co- coordinate that? 
well, we'll work with you. If you want to go down and talk to your county and say, here's my lot as a zone properly for this. And then we will get you the whole set of plans that you need to submit to get the the build, the approval Mm -hmm. uh, to have our unit come from page and go on your lot in, in that city. Right. And we had talked about having our general contractor get on a call with you so you could like briefly explain to them the process of working with you versus doing the stick built on their own with their with their regular draftsman or architect, right? Yeah, the plan. So are, you can tell them how it works in other places. Yeah, no need for a, a, an architect. It's already drawn. It's already approved. Um, right. The plans are approved. The contractor doesn't have to frame the house. Um, doesn't have to get subs for sheetrock, et cetera. Um, that'll be done, but they do need to do the site work. Right. So, yes, Diane had a question about, or not a question, but confirmation uh, chat here about, um, so it sounds like we have to hire the contractor separately uh, yeah. to do their kind of part of it, which is the foundation, the utilities, the coordinating with the city, all that kind of thing, right? Um, and that would be actual cost besides a hundred thousand. Yes. And I don't forget that it's gonna, you're going to have to buy a lot. So you need mm-hmm. a lot. What is the cost of the lot? And then the contractor, I shouldn't, wouldn't think that this would be more than 10 to $15,000 for right. them to do the site work. It's just literally bringing in your utilities from wherever they are now to mm-hmm. a certain location. We'll specify the piers are not a lot of concrete, um, so hopefully the contractor won't take advantage of you. Right. Um, and it'll be a reasonable cost. And then there'll be a cost to truck it to you. And we don't know where you are. So count on $4 a mile for the small unit and $8 a mile because it takes two trucks to get you the larger unit. So just go from Page, Arizona to your site on a, on a, uh, a map, map quest or something, uh, Google map. Apple Maps or whatever, and it'll tell you how far it is and use $4 a mile for the small unit and $8 a mile for the large unit. That's the transportation cost you need to build in. Um, And then that should give you a sense of the whole cost. So our, um, oh, is it possible to do a two-story insulation? Well, I would say so because you had examples in your Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's actually brilliant. Right. I have a lot of people that want to do an ADU, but they want to do a two story ADU. Mm -hmm. They could have two Airbnb units behind their home or um, or they could have two different family members, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe an aging parent and a a son that hasn't left home yet. Right. You know, um, each get their box. (laughs) Yeah, and it doesn't take any more square feet on the ground. Remember, when you normally buy an ADU from Boxable or some other company, it's not designed to stack. And we've designed ours to stack seven high. So there's no reason you can't do a two-story or three-story if your neighbors are okay with it. And I forgot to ask you earlier, I was thinking about it and skipped, but there's soundproofing. There's like in between the floors, there's you guys do the soundproofing of some kind. Yes. Yes, there is. Uh, And because we're not the same box, think about it on a normal fourplex. um, You have the floor from your from your unit is the ceiling for the unit below you. In our case, those are two separate things. Our roof is separate and our roof is separate and there's a gap in between. Mm -hmm. So the transference of sound is minimal. Um, To begin with. 
to and, begin with, it's to less. begin with. Right. And then, and then if you put these side by side, you're going to have similarly, we're not sharing walls. These are attached to each other, but they're not the same wall. They're different. That's a walls. huge point right there. Yeah. And we do have acoustical engineering to minimize any sound transference. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now there's a oh. question here. Do we have a list of contractors? We have met a few people that say they're really big in setting homes in California. So I would say from Santa Barbara to San Diego, we do have one, the largest player there that does module, modular homes wants to install these. Um, and they have a good track record. We've checked them out. If you're north of Santa Barbara into the Oakland um, uh, San Jose or San Francisco area or, or Northern California. We are less familiar with people there, but we have had people in Southern California contact us. So we can probably recommend some people to Calif- in California, depending where you are. Mm-hmm. If you're in the middle of nowhere, um, we, we're not going to have anyone. You're going to have to right. find someone that you trust. Right. So Tom had asked about putting stuff on the walls, paintings or you know, is that possible? Um, yes. Or do you have to live painting free now? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, we, we are thinking about um, re- removing or eliminating sheetrock and doing uh, wood paneled walls or some, some mechanism to avoid sheetrocking uh, because sheetrocking, uh, what the qual- total quality people will tell you in Six Sigma factory building um, any dirt and any dust is a quality problem because Mm -hmm. of painting and other things so we're trying to figure out because the most noxious thing in a factory is sheetrock it's got so much dust to it and your dust you're sanding and to get a really good finish you got to do a really good job of sanding and cleaning off the walls Um, so we're trying to find a way not to do that which would mean um, we may have recommendations on what to hang pictures with um, that would not, you know, damage the panel. Mm-hmm. Um, so there may be some in your like virtual that. Zenny home here. You got like some kind of artwork on the wall. We're wondering oh, how did sure. that? No, we want you. We want you to put artwork up. You will love and family you love and all that. So it's just a matter of we might if we go away from sheetrock, we might ask you to do that in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, than just putting a nail in the wall. Right. Because that's harder to hide if it's not sheetrock. Mm-hmm. And you decide to take that picture down someday and you don't want to have a big hole there or um, a nail hole there. Right, right, right. Um, think, think of a wallpapered wall or a wood paneled wall. And what would you do behind you there, Athena, on your wall? How much is, how much are you going to want to... Um, you know, put nails and screws in that nice cabinetry. Mm-hmm. So is there another way to do that? And there's lots of ways to do it. So. Very cool. So I don't know if there's still uh, uh, any questions as far as that go, but I, I wanted to address the um, someone had a question about like the investment part. So I'm just going to do a disclaimer you know, um, most investments are for accredited investors only. If you're not sure if you're an accredited investor, please contact me. I can help you figure that out. Um, so there you have it. This is for information, educational purposes only, and this is not a sale of a security. Okay, go ahead. Um, we're not selling stock right now. So okay. 
Um, you just uh, mentioned um, earlier, one of the questions was you mentioned about the investment in the company, but you meant your investors that started with you. Right, right. Okay. I'm sorry about that, Athena. That's okay. She got all excited. <laughs> you know, yeah, we're, Bob, we, we, in the real world, we're having trouble finding deals out there in the real world, not in the Zenny home world, but, you know, in, <laughs> in the, that yeah, world we, is a little tough. We, let me just give you a little bit of background on what we've done. I, I'm, I have been successful in business and have funded the startup of the business. We did just do a preferred seed round of $6 million for the company. Um, after that, we'll probably do a Series A round of financing. And you're absolutely right. If and when someone was interested, if and when we were offering something that takes accredited investors, we're not doing that today. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, what was my other question? I forgot now. Uh, Grace said she had land in Oceanside. Man, would I ever love to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> and Los Angeles. Yeah. My What's wife, the first step? My wife grew up in um, Dana Point, not far from Oceanside. That's a beautiful place. It sure is. I've told everybody, I've told my family, if I find somebody that has a lot on Oceanside, Dana Point, Los Angeles, uh, you know, La Jolla, something like that. Wow. Would I love to put a Zenny home there to. I know. Wouldn't it be great? And time on the ocean there. And, and Grace is brilliant because when I first moved here, Oceanside was not somewhere you wanted to <laughs> invest, you know, and now it's just, you know, it's, it's the place. It's yeah. the place. So that's fabulous. So to get, to get started, if you're interested, go to our website at zennyhome.com. And it's not Zenny Homes. It is Zenny Home, Zenny home. single, singular, uh, home.com. And uh, choose what unit you'd like. Um, there's a $100 reservation fee. Um, and uh, that gets you in the queue. So we'll, we'll start... We've got uh, a bunch of those and we have a really long list of people that want to see the unit first mm -hmm. uh, before they actually want to reserve one. And I respect that completely. We'll have two units, the small and the large unit in downtown Mesa uh, in about 60 days for people to come and look at. If they Sounds want like follow. we need a field trip to Mesa, huh? There you go. <laughs> and by then we'll be demoing the savings and loan and you can dream about what it will look like with 90 units on top of it. And by the end of the year, you'll start to see that. Yeah. We can do another go see trip. We call them go see trips. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Tom had a good question that we should have answered. So what about the AC heat? Is that all, uh, how is that produced? Yeah, we have, uh, uh, we have heat pumps in every unit. So it's got heat and air conditioning. Um, it's a split unit. Um, so there's a condenser unit outside on a pad and then there's that's connected to the unit in the in the ceiling. It's not a cassette system. It's a really cool mini split. Hmm. Um, so it's not like a window unit or uh, one that's on the wall. You know that that air conditions. It's it's hidden completely, and you have vents throughout the house. Oh, interesting. Just like I was thinking, it was one of those long tubey looking things that's up on the wall. No, it's not. Which looks terrible, right? But it does. It does. Um, it was tempting. Mitsubishi does both. Um, and the, the one you see on the wall is a lot cheaper. But we've gone with the one that's completely hidden. And you'll have a little condenser outside. Um, 
And then it connects uh, a free online, you know, copper free online into the unit. So the air handlers um, out there, but the, um, the unit is cooling and putting air into a little mini uh, distribution system in your, in your roof there. Um, and it's uh, just like your regular home. That's awesome. But Freon. So is Freon. Not, 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 it's not Freon. It's, oh, the, okay. it's the new safe stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I heard I can't find Freon cause they don't want me to have it. <laughs> no, they have a new ascent. They have a new uh, working fluid now that's safe mm-hmm. that doesn't destroy the ozone. Okay, great. Um, these are all these are all brand new state of the art um, mini splits. Right, right. I was, yeah, I, that didn't make sense. Okay, um, and so Diane's asking about fireplaces, electric gas, log. Thank you. Um, people told us they wanted uh, gas, and now they've said we don't want gas. So we've done a whole ele- all electric unit. So okay. you don't need to have gas anymore to our units. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure state of California doesn't allow us to have log fireplaces and new builds anymore. So that would not be a possibility. The government. It's <laughs> so all, just to wrap it's it up, all... tell me, tell me a little bit about your, um, your partner. So you're, you're, um, I don't want to say salesman, but you're like the face of Zenny home. Um, but your partner is uh, the architect, right? How did that come about that? Like, I'm just curious to give people an idea how Zenny Home was born as far as a, a concept. Who's the, the creator? Yeah, I'm the, the founder um, and funder. And I've started a number of businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Athena, as you mentioned at the front. Mm-hmm. From Sky Mall to other companies. Um, my partner is an architect and was the original architect for Daybreak, the largest master plan community in Utah. It's in the Salt Lake area. Uh, They have about 10,000 homes now in Daybreak. It's the most successful master plan community in Utah. Um, And he's a very, very gifted. He's 50 years old, went to school, uh, his master's uh, University of Minnesota, uh, which is all about a Scandinavian architectural look. Mm. And when you're working with boxes, uh, the Scandinavians excel. It's a modern, clean, modern look. It's not your traditional uh, pitch roof and, uh, you know, column craftsman or Victorian or whatever style home. This is a new modern look. Um, and he's so just, he came from a school of thought that that was the ideal uh, aesthetic, I guess. Right. right. And probably practically, uh, practically best, too. Right. And then I also have a Frank Lloyd Wright protege uh, who's another partner. Um, so I have one part of this 20%, one part of this 5%. They're both really reputable um, architects from a, either Frank Lloyd Wright or this other genre, mm-hmm. the Scandinavian. The Frank Lloyd Wright homes uh, were very modern looking as well, but they didn't tend to have higher ceilings. Mm-hmm. If you look at mm-hmm. Frank Lloyd Wright's traditional look, his home yeah, is very called, low. Yeah, the Unison um, is his famous affordable uh, workforce housing product. Go look it up. It's really cool. But um, we've been inspired by that. But we think the roofs are the ceilings are too low. Um, it just looks you just kind of feel cramped in it. I agree. So we haven't moved to the Frank Lloyd Wright unison look, but there's a lot of inspiration there for us. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. Well, um, 
I think that's it for our talk today, but this has just been awesome. I'm so glad you had the time to share with us today, Bob. I know you're busy and globe trotting and all kinds of <laughs> projects going. So I appreciate your time. You're truly an inspiration and I love Zenny Home. I'm, you know, I kid you not, I've probably interviewed eight different companies and there's many more out there. So hopefully you are it. <laughs> and uh, I'm excited to see the, the Mesa project. So thanks for sharing that too. And uh, thanks to everyone who um, joined us today. And this is being recorded. We're going to share it with my Cashflow Academies uh, group here. Um, but if someone wanted to get a hold of you the best way or get a hold of you and the company, what would you say is the best first thing to do? I would just contact me. We're still small enough. You can do that. Okay. Uh, Bob, Bob at zennyhome.com. Well, that's super simple and easy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You don't well, even thanks. know how to spell worsely. <laughs> I know. Or say it, right? I had to practice, check in with you. You know, yeah. So Bob is good. <laughs> well, thank you so much, sir. It's such a great pleasure to talk to you. And I hope everyone enjoyed it just as much as I did. And um, we'll hopefully see you very soon. Thank you very much, Athena. Talk okay. to you. You and too. Send, send me yeah. a copy of your link. I'd love to hear it. I sure will. I sure will. Okay. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Have a great weekend. Bye. This has been another episode of My Cashflow Academy's Investor's Corner with your host, Athena Paquette Cornier. We wish you all the success you deserve as you use what you've learned here out in the real world. Check out the blog post for this episode, along with many more helpful resources at mycashflowacademy.com.